yesterday with Edgar, and then you fiddle around talking about your headphones for 10 minutes. I hit record. Good Lord, we're live. Well, Blake, I'm not chilly. When chilly says to do something, especially concerning YouTube or something, it's probably smart to listen to him, okay? Not not just do what you feel like Why don't doing, you okay? shut up and give the podcast <laughs> some people? Good <laughs> gosh. You deserved that. Starting off the podcast with... Telling each other to shut up. You totally deserve that. Holy crow. Blake's spicy today, though. Look at Chili in that red light, boy. How you look? Dang, he is lit up, ain't he? Oh, I got to pull up I love up cameras, and cameras love me. Look at that. <laughs> Show it to him on the screen Dang. there. Dang. Chili, look. I mean. Are you guys seeing this, you YouTube? that crap That up. is epic. YouTube, are y'all seeing this right now? Are they seeing it, Blake? Oh, yeah. That is so epic. Oh, yeah. That's bad <laughs> to the bone right there. What do y'all think about that, son? That looks cool. Get your popcorn ready. It's about to be a show, boy. <laughs> this is one. You know, this is one heck of a studio right here, man. I mean. It's official. I, I don't know. You, you know, I was I was talking to Brooke about it uh, a couple days ago, and we have always done the podcast in the same spot that's where we start you know since we started having an actual show that was like videoed and stuff it's always been out of an old house that we owned and we framed in the carport and that's where we've always done the podcast for you guys but we've never put much thought into the studio or even the video aspect of the show i mean we just kind of implemented it but we didn't ever put much thought into it well we got ready to sell we're ready we're selling that house now so we had to move the studio and we thought well this is a good opportunity for us to create a cool environment for you guys that want to watch here on youtube but brooke and i were talking about it and we're gonna they're gonna be some people who don't like it there's going to be some people who love it. Mm. I was actually concerned about it myself because I have to sit in this room and have these conversations. And I was like, dang, we got this table. Like, am I going to like this? You know what? People, I was really worried about people it. People are going to miss the most. I am like 1000% sure this is true. It's watching you cross your legs and watching you pick at your toes. Well, yeah, that like people are going to be man, so There are a upset. lot of people who like to watch us pick at our feet, which yeah. is really, really weird. Yeah, they're going to be That's upset. really weird. That's where you and me met. Picking at, f oh, yeah. Onlyfans? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did but, you ever tell that story to YouTube about no, how you met not. Chili? I don't know. That was on the treadmill live stream. But look, man, look. People don't like change. That's the problem. Any change they don't like. You got to give people what they don't know they want oh, yeah, yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't know they want this yet, but this is what they want. And oh, we yeah. done gave it to them. Wait, can you tell the story about how you met Chili really quick on OnlyFans? I don't, do I don't even like remember it? that story. You said he was selling pictures of his butthole on OnlyFans. <laughs> wow. That, that's what you said. Is that not what he said? That's I mean, the story. We took a vulgar turn not three minutes into the episode. <laughs> we went. Yeah, we defiled the in. new studio. <laughs> We've been telling it's now filthy. <laughs> I can't even I can't even record here anymore. Been telling each other to shut up and talking about buttholes. <laughs> that is the story you told. I don't understand why I'm getting chastised for saying 
Oh. Co- because it's filth, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Whatever. Nobody gets to hear the story about how Chad Patchouli pulled him out of a dark place. Just filth. Welcome. Welcome to the Three of Seven podcast. Coming at you live from the new studio. Somewhere on the earth that you don't freaking have to even know where it's at. We're coming at you. We've got Taylor Swift in the right side of the room. Explain to the folks coming at, at you, who Taylor Swift, AKA is. Yeah. Miss Biscuit. Coming at you from uh, the left side of the studio, we've got the Pope coming at you live. Pope <laughs> Chili with the leopard skin print up in here, ready to take souls behind the computer. We've got the out. man who makes it all happen behind the scenes, Bishop Blake Wright, a.k.a. the tech guy. Count the money, Bishop. And your host... <laughs> week after terrible. week the cardinal the cardinal lore c coming at you with the truth today cardinal lore c welcome to the 307 podcast yeah where i was going with this studio <laughs> is <laughs> where i was going with this studio you know how we're able to even do this man our Patreon, yep. Our people that, that support us on Patreon, man. Uh, we'll have, dude. I ain't no telling how much money we we have got. Huh, close to twenty thousand dollars <laughs> worth of equipment in this studio to make this happen. He's a, you know, he exaggerated by about ten thousand. No, dude. The other day he said ten thousand. That's what I'm no, saying. No, that's what we had to add. Oh, that's okay. what we had to add to it. Oh. Um. Oh. And thank you. Shoot, Chili's in here. We got about a hundred thousand dollars for the hundred million. That shirt alone, who knows how much hundred million for that shirt? But none of this would actually be possible without our Patreon supporters and 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 also our partners. Um, so if you don't know what Patreon is, it's like a it's a private platform where you don't have to deal with all the bull crap that you have to deal with on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, we got, I don't know, probably 600 plus people on Patreon. And we do three live calls per month on Patreon called Resurrected, Bible-based content and conversation. So Resurrected Blake or I will bring a message. We'll talk for 20 or 30 minutes, and then we open up the call, and people on the call actually, we actually get to talk back and forth. It's really, in all honesty, my favorite thing that I do online is Resurrected. We got how many? We got over, well over 100 episodes of Resurrected banked on the Patreon page, right? Yeah, 109. Yeah. Wow. So a lot of, and also I, I do my best to, do early releases over there on videos. Um, I do my best to do as much private type of content on Patreon as I can muster. And you give them access to events too, don't you? Like training? Yeah. Yeah. And they're the reason that we're able to do all this. When I started that page a couple of years ago, I thought, you know, 
I'm even surprised that anybody listens to the podcast. Surely nobody ain't going to actually want to support what we're doing here. Well, y'all proved me wrong. Y'all stepped up and um, enable us to take things to the next level. So, but it's it's like that for everything, man. You always have you always have one percent of the people who carry the load. That's just the way it is. So, thank you, Patreon. If you guys want to join us on Patreon, we would love to see you over there. If not, keep watching, share the show. Uh, that helps too. Patreon, you talked about events. We got an event coming up, right? We do. Tell the people about it. Yeah, we have our annual trail race coming up. Semi-annual. Well, it's our second (laughs) annual. Second, wait. So our third trail race, second annual in the same place here just north of Rome. But we this year we did it on February 10th because we know ain't nobody doing anything on February 10th. They ain't got no excuses. You know what I mean? It's cold, dreary, holidays are over. There's no reason nobody's coming. And it's a it's a four hour, a six hour, and an eight hour. You choose your time slot and it's a four mile loop. And you run that loop as many times as you want to in your time slot. So I'm sure a lot of people are saying, Well, I don't I'm not a runner. The minimum requirement to come out is four miles. Anybody can do four if you, miles. If you complete one loop, you're on the board. Right. So, no excuse. If you're not a runner, you can come hike it. Yeah, I mean, we had we had uh, a uh, a runner last year, Mike Borelli, that took four hours to complete one <laughs> he loop. He got lost. Well. Took four hours to complete one loop. His children were there worried to death about him, <laughs> that, he had, that he wasn't going to come out of the woods. Um, now, that's always a fun day, man. Well, yeah, it's not, it is about the running and it is about pushing yourself and we set it up to where you can push yourself. But I think I'm speaking for all of us. It's like, it's more about the community. It's a community day. Yeah. It's what it is. We have food trucks. We have a coffee truck. We have snacks and everybody brings their kids, dogs, and the park we're doing it in is beautiful. So it's just, yeah, there's it, places for people to camp there. Yeah, it's just an opportunity for all of us to get together and spend a full day together with each other. I mean, that's the purpose. And you get to run some, too. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, it's nice. Um, Biscuit or Biscuit is the race director of the, the group here. So she we wouldn't have... I don't, I don't know that any of us would, would put in the work... To put something like this on, when you when you think about putting a race on, it maybe it sounds simple to you, but there is a lot of back and forth to get these things permitted. Um, so just getting the permits, but then also gathering all the supplies, coordinating with volunteers, because it takes a lot of people to make something like this happen. Mm-hmm. So I, I first want to say thank you, Biscuit, for putting on the race. You're welcome. Um, that... That really allows me and Chili to show up and just hang out with people and what have, a, have a good day. Blake ran more laps than both of y'all last oh, year. Oh, yeah. You were there last year, weren't yeah. you? and he ran a ton. 
and oh, spent time yeah. with people. I forgot out Blake on the was, course. I forgot Blake was there last well, year. Well, probably because I actually was out with the people, not just standing around with his bullhorn screaming, yeah, just fiddling yeah. around. You Get know. out of the aid station. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you guys too, man. If y'all come out and, and run this race, that four mile loop is is no joke. It is no joke. So don't don't, don't just leave it. Well, just yeah. leave it. Just look, people are gonna find their excuses if they ain't gonna come. I mean, look, everyone wants a three of seven community day. Yeah. But it then but then but then you talk about running and they go, Ooh, wow, pass on that. They look, can hike. Man, they can yeah, hike. you can come out and hike, yeah. Do it however hike. you see fit. It ain't so, that hard anyway. No, it's not that hard. Can <laughs> can we put the link to sign up? In the show notes, yeah, Blake okay? could post it in the comments right now. Blake, post the link to ultra sign up in the comments. I bet there's someone in the comments right now that did the race last year and could tell everybody how the loop is. Oh yeah, tell that's them how true. easy it is. That's true. It's just it's on ultra sign up, three to seven project trail race. That's it on ultra sign up. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, you're right, Chili Man. Everybody asked for like a oh we need some sort of event where like. You know, we mm -hmm. can we can just all hang out and talk, and, and this is it. This is the this is the event. This is it, yeah. But yeah. There's running attached, so that makes some people not want to do it. But you ain't gotta. There's no requirement to run a hundred miles. Yeah, you can you can hike. That's yeah. fine. I mean, I'm gonna probably yell at you for hiking and not <laughs> actually trying to run. But um, yeah, I'm looking Crap. forward to that. What day is that, Boo Boo? February what? February 10th. I'm trying to post it in the comments right now. I'm working on it. Okay. Um, well, I mean, tech guy should be doing that. Well, I thought yeah. it would be, I would be quick at doing it. I tell you what, he's <laughs> aggravated me this morning. He had a conversation this morning on during Team PT about taxes in front of me. Oof. Okay. And, 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 How then, dare he? and then he wondered why i got into a a poopy mood look you don't talk about taxes in front of me bubba you you, you can do that in private okay well listen the minute you i don't start blaming other people for your happiness and your moods you've backed way up I, you've got to be able to remain <laughs> steady and you don't have these highs you know i'm not Hold on, let me put the camera on me uh, you don't have oh, these highs oh, how'd you do that he's got a lows. camera it's a black screen. <laughs> Are you you don't got this? a camera. Yeah, it but ain't it ain't working. Up. I got the camera on me right now. Black. You don't have these highs and these lows and people affecting your mood and you look like the podcast statistics and this and that and you're on this. Nope. You got to be steady, son. So if someone uh, talks about taxes, you say, oh, that's fine. I don't like taxes, but I ain't got to ruin my day and everybody else is going to count if somebody talked about it. I don't pay taxes. Boy, Chad, you're volatile, man. I, you've always known that, Chili. You're volatile. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Not, not very adaptable. Not a, no. not adaptable at all. As I a thought matter we were fact. working on that too. Uh, well, we was talking this morning about how adaptable Chili is. He said he'd come into PT this morning. He said, "You know, I'm getting big," and I said, "Well, last week you said you was, you was slimming down." They said. Your body changes just as fast as your mind does. I've never seen somebody <laughs> that can change and morph so fast. Blows with any wind, man. I mean, it's a good thing to have. And you got up to level nine, and now you've regressed. <laughs> it's pretty pitiful. It, well, I didn't. I didn't even know I got up to level nine. 
Yeah, you got up to level nine. What's the highest level? Ten thousand. <laughs> oh, okay, now that makes more sense. Now, oh yeah, you're yeah, it's pitiful. Oh yeah, I, I've I've definitely regressed back down to like three. I was gonna say one or two. Nah, um, you did something the other day that got you to three, but I won't tell you what it was. Well, it's deer season now, and that's that's a big problem for my adaptability. Also, mm-hmm. um, big problem. Deer season causes a lot of problems. In uh, in my marriage, in my mindset, it's it's a very very unhealthy thing for me. In your physical state. Yeah, my physical state. Uh, you know, yesterday, <clears throat> to be honest with you, I mean, we came yesterday. We we went to the gym, and the entire me and Blake did. Of course, he did X four for you know that's the workout for people that don't actually want to work out. That was a good. My chest and arms are <laughs> killing me today. From yeah. That. So our gym has two types of workouts. It has the workouts for people who actually want to work out, and then they have another uh, people pretend to work. Let's just talk about the last time that you went with me to X Four, and I crushed your soul. You literally were bent over with your hands on your knees, panting like a dog, and I was like, "Why are you stopping?" And you were like, "This is hard." And then you haven't gone back since because you're not good at it. Uh, Last time he went with mom, there was a picture of him, and mom looked like he'd been drugged backwards he, by a horse that through was a that pond. day he almost yeah. died and he like, compl- he said yeah. boy i tell you at x4 yeah it is tough if you want to work <laughs> out boy it's tough he, he was rowing beside me and i was crushing him yeah. and i was like what is happening right now like what why is he so it's just not <laughs> it's your style like he was today on the run <laughs> Uh, he was back there gasping for air. He couldn't even participate in our regular conversation. Boo, you can't be good at all fitness. You have your strengths. Look, man, we, need, to, look, we need Chad to be a part of this conversation here. I, I think we need to build him up. I, I wasn't okay. even able to finish my story. I mean, you're I mean, tearing him down to the point. You were that talking why is everybody against me today? Because you're talking trash about something you're not good at, which makes me frustrated. Because the reason you don't like it is because you're not good at it, and that's not cool. Chad's good at everything, man. Yes, thank you, Shirley. You know, when she actually, as she was saying that, that's what I was thinking. Well, everything I've ever seen you do, you're good at. Yeah, in my head, I was like, "What is she talking about? I'm good at everything." (laughs) So yeah, you're right. You know, okay, can we get beyond now all of the untrue statements that you guys have just made, and I'll finish your untrue. I'll (laughs) I'll finish my story here. I, you know, immediately when I leave the house, I'm just like. I, I just wanted to stay in the woods, man. Why am I not in the woods right now? Right? That's all. And I got to the gym. And I'm, the whole time, I'm like, why am I here? I, I should be in the woods right now. It's the rut. And I'm at the gym? <laughs> Seriously, man? What a turd. Uh, and then I leave the gym, and I have to come here to, to this studio because this just got finished yesterday. And I had to sit with Blake for three hours as he overcomplicates the entire setup of this studio to the point that he's ready to flip this, reverse this entire room, which would have taken us another two hours on top of the three hours that he had sat here and overcomplicated it until finally I was letting him do this, watching him do this to see if he could come up with the solution that he needed to come up with on his own. I mean, the one we and, already had. And he did, 
and he simply could not come up with a solution. So I ended up having to give it to him. And once I told him what the solution was to setting up this studio, we finally wrapped things up here. And then I have to go to counseling for an hour. Okay. Thinking the whole time, this whole time I should be in the woods right now, man. I go to counseling for an hour. Then I leave there and realize I don't have eggs for Team PT in the morning. And so on my way home, I have to go to the stinking grocery store. First world problems. Why? I, I despise going to the grocery store. Then I leave the grocery store and look and I'm out of gas. And then I, my oh, second thing shucks. I hate, the thing I hate just a little bit less than going to the grocery store is getting gas. <laughs> which is strange because i drive a vehicle that gets eight miles a gallon on a good day and yeah. all the old men look at your toyota while you're getting gas so i don't yeah and, and people bother me when i'm getting gas they want i just want to get my dang gas and get out of there and 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 people want to come up to me and talk to me about my vehicle and i'm just trying on to, here saying oh man that really sounds rough and then people are saying stop your whining uh <laughs> Like, this is ridiculous. Let's get on with the thing. That... <laughs> Nobody feels bad for you, man. He said yesterday he didn't get to do anything he wanted to do. He hunted, went to the gym, and worked for three hours. Then he had to get some eggs and gas. That's... I did counseling, too. Well, well, what were you in trouble for? Oh, no, I I, I did counseling with therapy. Uh, oh, with therapy. My, with my Don't call counselor, it therapy, Jeremy. Blake. Oh, okay. No. Don't call it well, therapy. Well, counseling is me, what you say me, when you get me in trouble. Me and, <laughs> well, yeah, it's the same type of thing, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, in, I'm in trouble. I, I'm steadily in trouble because of the way my mind works, see? I'm trying to have somebody counsel me out of that. I got you. So I don't cause so much trouble for myself. I got you. I, can I just put out there that... It's not because of me, and you're not in trouble with me. That was your own decision. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sure. Let me just say that that uh, look at your chili, look at that hoist bottle in that red light. Check that jewel out. Does, <laughs> yeah, I bet it does look good in that camera. That's the new flavor right there. All the poor That's people a, listening on audio will never get to see how awesome that. Well, they'll have to go looks. check it out. They you just gonna have to look at it because right here you are sorely missing out because this right here is daggum epic. Have y'all tried <laughs> that new flavor yet? I did this crack, morning. Crack it, I up, like it. Crack, crack it open. Give it. Well, a try. let me tell you something about it. When I see black cherry, get put the camera on me, Blake. I'm about to take a drink of this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but when I see black cherry, I go ooh. Really? I've had black cherries before that is just straight up repugnant. Repugnant. <laughs> but then I I legitimately was like, oh man, I don't I've liked every flavor before, but I don't know about this one. What are you hinting, Boo? What notes of oh, wait, I hint me... a uh, note of black cherry. <laughs> but Blake gave it to me. Long story short, I actually like it. Yeah, I it... still think my favorite may be the blue, but I actually really like this, so now th this is. My I don't know how they did it because I don't like black cherry normally. Personally, this is my new favorite. Oh, it's good flavor. This I is, like it a lot. Blake brought me one of these um, two days ago when we were going deer hunting, doing what we were supposed to be doing, and I, I that's the first time I tried it. I drank it up in the deer stand, and the great thing about hoist is you drink this in the deer stand. You know it rehydrates you. Hunting's hard, man. 
you're talking about hauling a climbing stand through the hills that we hunt in. And then, look, I climbed up my tree, okay? Got all the way to the top of the tree in a climbing stand, which is, is like a series of weighted knee raises, okay? And, and dips. It's a, it's a dip. It's a dip and then a weighted knee raise. What is going on? Do you need sympathy for all this Look. hard stuff you're doing? Look. No, let me tell you what happened. Let me, let me tell you what happened. I got to the top of the tree 20 feet up. Ooh, that's way I, too high. Okay. I turn around to get my tow line and tow my rifle up into the tree with me, and I hear something go. <laughs> and I look back. And my knot on my tow line that was attached to my tree stand had come loose. Yep. And the tow line falls to the ground. So then guess what I do? Just, I climb all the way back down the tree. Which is like a series of weighted knee lowers. Eccentric. It's <laughs> yeah. even harder. It's exactly. like a 20-minute CrossFit workout, man. Uh, okay, I reattach my tow line. I climb back up in the tree. About that time, I am at this point soaked in sweat. You probably had too much clothes on. No, no. I just had a regular uh, merino wool top and, and regular pants on. I'm soaked in sweat, okay? I, uh, <laughs> okay. Luckily, I get my mess in there and I say, I got a bottle of hoist. I know. This is what I need right now. After this debacle, <laughs> I down this whole bottle of hoist. Now, let me tell you what y'all don't think about about this hoist. I know. Where, when, right, you where you're down, going with it. when you down this bottle, it doubles as a pee bottle. Yep. Okay? When you're hunting in the stand, you're not just going to pee out all over the ground, okay? Because <laughs> deers will smell that, and they're not going to come near you. So what, what I love about this as a hunting beverage is not only does it rehydrate me from that hard climb, but then it's got this wide mouth right here. Look at this. Look. I'm holding back so many jokes right now. You, I just look, need everybody to know. For a pee bottle, you've got to have this. You, you can't, at, at least some people in the room have got to have this. Let's wide. not get vulgar here. Okay. If you just towed a regular old water bottle up there... You can't make it work. So all around <laughs> as a hunting beverage, this is the one out there. But look, if you run, if you sweat, if you work like I do, work hard, this is the drink for you. It's made in America. <laughs> a amazing people behind the brand. It's got everything you need in it. I drank this stuff for four straight days when I was running 250 miles out in Arizona. I drank this stuff when we ran the I've drank this when we ran the treadmill race. I, I've used this stuff. I mean, I've put it on the fringes of what the human body is capable of. And it has never let me down or upset my stomach. And that's why I like hoist. Get you some at drinkhoist.com. Hoist will keep you moist. Especially if you hunt. Yes. Hoist will keep you moist. There ain't no doubt about oh. it. And that's that's the new flavor right there, black cherry. I like and it. And it's my new it's it's my personal new favorite. Okay? It could contend for that. It really could. It's good. Yeah. <clears throat> so well, welcome to the three of seven podcast. 
thing. Uh, oh, I want to play a clip for y'all. That's why I attached this to the... Um, Don't get us copyrighted. No, this is a clip of me. Well, you're you're out there a lot now. So <laughs> well, that's that's true. Well, th- this may get us copyrighted. I don't know. Um, this is that this is that clip from that speech I gave on the Rock Course when everybody was falling, quitting. Can I play that? Yeah, you can play that. Be- because you know, Chili said, Chili said, man, somebody should have captured that clip on there, and then he said, nah, we can't we can't release that. You got to pay to hear that. Uh, <laughs> And so I'm about to give y'all some. I'm about to give y'all a speech right here for free. So do what Chili says, unless you don't want to do what Chili says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the you know the bet the greatest things are said when you're actually out in the field with people who are struggling and who are working through the pain that they're experiencing. And this wasn't anything that I had pre-planned in my head. This is just what came out because it was needed in the moment. And I want y'all to take something away from this. But those are also the people who are ready to receive it. You got to keep in mind. That is true. People sitting on YouTube right now may not be ready to hear this. You may not be ready to hear this. You're about to rain down on them. But I'm going to play this for y'all. Let me see here. Let me see. Explain something to y'all. Let me explain explain something to y'all. Let me explain to y'all how life works. Let me explain to you about it. If you want to freaking grow, and every one of you guys yesterday sat and told me a reason why you were here, and that reason had to do with growth. And if you want to grow, you got to push yourself to the point that you don't want to do the thing that you're doing anymore. And in that moment, the decision that you make in that moment to either quit or to carry on is the decision that's gonna change the trajectory of your life either for the better or for the worse. Mm. The key here, the key here. Come on. That sounded good. Yeah, the, that that sounded better than watching the clip for some reason. Well, the key here is I really truly don't believe that people understand what I'm talking about when I say you have to you have to when you endeavor to do something that's challenging whether that's physically, mentally, or spiritually, when you set a a high standard or goal for yourself, I don't think that people truly believe that you are going to have to reach a point where you no longer want to do whatever it is you're doing. When you first start off, you don't feel that. Because when you first start, it doesn't hurt that bad. You're excited. It's something new. And you think, this is going. This is just going to be fun like this the whole way. But there comes a moment when you have the strong realization that it's not fun anymore. 
and that you don't actually want to have to take the next step, right? And when and in that moment, that is where most people end up failing or quitting and essentially cheating themselves out of whatever the thing is that they had set out to accomplish. Why am I telling you this? Because you need to anticipate that moment. If, if, you, if you just started a business, if you just started a fitness journey, if you just started reading your Bible, any of these things that you maybe you you're you're in the in the in the early stages you need to anticipate that there is a moment that is coming if you continue to try to push the boundaries within whatever realm you're operating in there's a moment coming where you are not going to want to do what you have got to do in order to move the mission forward. And I would, I, the vast majority of people, they, they don't ever think that that's going to happen. So when it happens, they're confused by it, and then they ultimately end up stopping. And when I gave this little speech here, that is exactly what was happening during the ROP course. We had reached a point, and it's it's the same point every time. We had reached a point where the ROP course becomes something that's not really that much fun anymore. And people say, eh, nah, I don't I don't want to keep doing this. The fact that you don't want to keep doing it is not a good justification for stopping what you set out to do. But if you don't anticipate it, it's going to catch you off guard. Every single race that I've ever ran, actually raced, there has been a time where I didn't want to run anymore. With 307 Project, this whole thing of, of, of moving into a new building and all this, all this change and all this transition, I'm going to straight up tell you, I don't want to do this anymore. That's, that's, uh, that's the phase that I'm in right now. I didn't want to come in here and freaking work on this crap for my whole day yesterday. I don't, wa I don't want to do this anymore. But when you, when you reach that point, you can guarantee that if you choose to continue going in spite of that feeling that you're having, in spite of the fact that it's not fun anymore, you are very, very likely right on the cusp of breaking through to a new level or breaking through and accomplishing what it is you set out to accomplish. So we hear everybody talk about all the time seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. That's a bunch of freaking bull crap, man. If you're looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, 
you're in the wrong frame of mind. Because the point that you're about to break through, the point that you're about to experience a new level of growth, the point that you're about to experience a revelation that you've been needing to have or searching for, is the point where it's going to be the absolute darkest. You're not going to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You will not see the light at the end of the tunnel unless you push through this darkest point. And the light comes shortly thereafter. I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. Because I think it's important. And I don't think people actually believe it. And why am I so passionate about it? Because I see people, especially during the ROP course, on a regular basis, who make the wrong decision in that moment. And it freaking costs them. So I want to share that with y'all. Dang, did I shut y'all down? I mean, I could take this and run, but I'm trying to, to decipher if we're going to stay on this topic or if we're Well, what gonna, do you got like, to say about it? I love it, but I think, like, the way you're talking about it, it it's like some a couple of people in the chat were saying it. It's like it, it can be laid over your job, your marriage, getting sober. Yeah. Um, like, there's just so many things. And, like, when you're talking, my mind is like – the times that I've wanted to quit at things because the light at the end of the tunnel doesn't seem like it's coming because the dark place is nobody gives you a timeline for that. The dark and it's the dark, the darkest place is just before the light. Right. But like, I, I feel like there's been a couple times in my life that the dark place has lasted like a solid two years. And I'm like, wait, like, when you know it's like depending on what of course a 24-hour race you like you can gauge the dark place but if we're if we're going practical like into your marriage or into like a job or a struggle with a sick child or a struggle with your own health it's like i think what you're saying is true but the dark place is so nobody can give you a timeline like you are on the cusp yes and and Nothing but good things will come from pushing through that. But, gosh, yeah, you're uh, that. Like, you no, know, that's really good. I'm glad you added that to the conversation. You're, oh, you're, thanks, babe. yeah, you're. No, you're exactly right. And especially, especially that that time where you where you choose to continue to move forward in spite of it being really really hard, not fun. You don't want to do it. That that can be like you said, a prolonged experience. Uh, for me, those moments have been especially prolonged if I'm overlaying this, this information with work and with faith, mm -hmm. right? That's been my experience. Because, yeah, I mean, with, with work, there will be, there will be, for me, some there have been spells that have been months where I'm just like, 
Why the what the why the crap am I doing this, man? And like when you don't want to do it anymore, what is it? What is it that keep what is it that keeps you going? Like that, that's that's another thing I ask myself. So mm. so with 307 project for instance, when I don't when I when I don't feel like this is fun, you know? What is it that keeps me going? Well, when you say that like specific example, I think about I feel like it was 2 years ago cuz we were living at the old house. And the podcast was like getting bigger, but it was still really small. And you had a lot going on at the time. And you were like, I think I'm going to take a break from the podcast. It was deer season. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And you wanted to just quit it for like months. And I, I do remember you like working through that. So, like, I'm curious when you say that, what made you push through that season? I don't. Well, so, yeah, there, I, I think it's different things. I don't think there is any. I don't think there's like one thing because in that scenario years ago with the podcast and back then I was, I was pretty much the only one doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And there wasn't a lot of incentive because it wasn't, it was very small. I mean, back then maybe 50 people listened to the podcast and that specific instance, what kept me going was you and your words of not not only encouragement but basically you holding me accountable having someone there that was like and you were that person having someone there that was like dude you're being a freaking turd you told the you told people you were going to do a podcast every two weeks or whatever it was back then. And you, and you told me, you were like, I don't care if, if there's 10,000 people listening to the podcast or if there's just 50 people listening to the podcast because those 50 people, they're, they're, you told them and they're depending on you to show up the way you said you were going to show up. So those 50 people are just as valuable and just as important as if you had 10,000 people. Yeah, but I feel like Blake and Chili know really well, as I do, that we can tell you all day long that you need to do something or call you out on something, and unless it's what you want to do, you're not going to do it. So what I'm kind of hearing is the reason you kept going is because you cared about the commitment you made. Yeah, but I think there was a moment that I've, I've – I didn't, uh, I mean, when, when, in the moment that I said, oh, I'm going to skip out on this, like I, in that moment, I didn't care about the commitment that I made, but yeah, you, you coming in and reminding me of that and, and literally being, literally holding me accountable. I mean, there's, there's no other way to put it. Um, you, you forced me into a corner where I had to, I had to face up. To my to my bull crap that I was trying to pull, and and I knew that there was someone else watching, and that that person was important to me, right? And so in that moment, it was it was that. 
I think in 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 three of seven project, when I have these spells during these transitions or or, or whatever, where where I don't want to, um, where it's not fun anymore, and I don't want to do it, what keeps me going is looking really refocusing on why it is we're doing what we're doing. Like instead of instead of getting so honed in on the fact that that we're going in and 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 you know spending time in here freaking racking our minds trying to build this studio out like instead of getting so honed in on how miserable that is for me personally thinking okay why why are we actually doing this like why are we even doing the podcast why are we training people and because our the reason why we do what we do is so solid and rooted in faith and eternal impact that it is and has been big enough to move me through these times where this ain't fun to me okay it's that another thing my team moments moments where I don't want to do it anymore, if I didn't have my team, if I didn't have Chili and Blake, I would have reached a point a long time ago where none of this would be going on. You know that. Yeah. Y'all know that about me. My team brings me through the times when I don't want to do it anymore because I'm part of a team, man. And... The things that I do or don't do impact my team. And you want to feel like the ultimate piece of crap? Crap on your team. Like if I did something that fundamentally let these guys down, I, I don't know that I could recover from that. I would literally feel like the ultimate big fat nasty turd that ever lived. <laughs> so my team brings me through that. My accountability to my team brings me through that. The fact that I care about them. The fact that my actions impact others. And that's another thing we talked about on the ROP course, man. People on the ROP course are part of a team. And they don't understand that their their decision to quit in that moment where they don't want to go anymore impacts their team. And so we've got a little thing we're going to implement next year to prove this point. Yep, it's coming. It's coming for y'all. This What you're talking about, like I'm kind of keeping notes of like the topic of when you're going through something hard or you're trying to reach a goal and you hit that sticking point where it's not fun anymore and it gets hard and you're in the dark place. And to me, it's like what we're talking about is tools to get through the dark place. Yeah. What and, keeps you going? Right. What keeps you going? Because that moment's coming for you. Right. And, and so far what I've heard from you is just people, other people. Like that's the only thing you've listed so far is just accountability and support and loyalty and yeah. caring and yeah it, it is it's it's that and it is again refocusing on the why are we doing this yeah and that has to be the right thing well selfishness will get you, or 
mean, that, that's you not have to put that down. Sorry, it's making racket oh, okay. when you're when you're holding it like that. Selfishness, and you might think that term is is bad. It, it can be, but it also cannot be. But it cannot. Like you can start some things out of selfishness, and you can even get a good ways in things with selfishness. But there'll come a time where you say, "I don't want to do it anymore," like you're talking about, and then the selfishness. You're going to say, I don't want to do it anymore, and I'm doing it for me, and that's not what I want, and that's why you quit. But when there's something bigger than you, uh, such as your team and other people and a mission you know, that God has put you on, then, I mean, you have to have something bigger than you to put, push you through it. it. Because you will only go so far because that's what you want to do. Like, if I think of during the, the, the race, the Georgia Jewel, you know, I get to a certain point, and I'm like, well, I no, I don't this I don't really want to do this anymore. <laughs> and that's the moment I'm talking about, yeah. Blake. Thank you. And then I think about I, I said on the you know, the debrief we did on the race, but I thought about everybody that had, you know, all the time Chili spent writing out those on the little slips of paper and talking to me on the phone and all the time my wife spent with kids all day, some every day for some amount of time, sometimes all day. Everybody that came out to the race and I think, dang man what a turd I would be just to say I don't want to do this because I don't want to do it anymore when all these people have spent time and invested and in, in come up here to support me. So I think to sum it up, it may be something simple. It's just that there has to be a uh, – you have to be part of something that's bigger than yourself um, yeah. and uh, to whatever degree that team is. But to me, Jesus is the ultimate. Like that is the thing that's bigger than everybody. You can have a team like our team here at 307 – it's bigger than any one of us, but it's not bigger than Jesus. And so there could come a point that all three of us said, you know what, guys, we're all kind of feeling this way. Let's shut this unit down. We're, we're all there. You're there, so I'm not yeah. letting you down. Chili's there, so I'm not letting him down. Let's just close it. Let's close the doors. But since all of us follow something much bigger than that, which is Jesus, then we would all say, no, man, this is the mission that, that we've been called to. We can't shut it down. And in a way, holding each other accountable to the overarching big thing that mm -hmm. that we're all a part of, and and I, you know, we all three believe that. I think that um, that this is what truly what Jesus has for us in our life right now. And so you you can't you can't stop it. You know, you you get aggravated. You want to say, ah, oh, crap on the you know setting this new thing up. Let's just throw the cameras up and do what we want to do. But Go deer hunting. Yeah. And and you could do that, but then and then but then you just lower your standard. Like we would continue the podcast, but it it just looked like crap, you know, cables on the wall and half painted, half black, and tables crooked and but you know, like you wanna do things good. You want it to look good and, and go, you know, not about so that it grows or anything, but anything you do, you wanna do it the best that you can. Yeah, but if it weren't for you yesterday, you know what I would have done. I would have just throwed the freaking cameras up and said, let's just do the podcast. Yeah. That that's the thing, man. So many of you guys, so many of you guys out there are are th this word purpose gets thrown around so much, man. And a lot of you guys are looking for your individual purpose. You're you're looking for like purpose for yourself mm. by yourself. Preach. And, and I don't, I don't know that you're going to find it. I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I can have my own unique 
purpose within a team, right? But if, I, if I'm just, I, I was talking to a, to a friend of mine yesterday in the gym, and uh, we'll have him on the podcast soon. But he told me, man, he said, man, I, I'm, I'm really struggling to find my purpose. Like, I, I, I just, I want to, I want to find my purpose. And, and, and uh, this gentleman is not a Christian. He doesn't have the foundation of faith. And so we're having this conversation and, and, and he's, and he's trying again, he's trying to find his purpose by himself. He's not looking for purpose within a team serving a mission that is bigger than himself. He hasn't shifted his mind there. And he, and he just can't find it. And this guy accomplishes amazing things. He's probably the best athlete in this area. The dude crushes me. He's unbelievable. Super talented guy. Special operations, shooter, fitness, across the board. I'm talking about national champion level, dude. And he can't find his purpose, man. And I ultimately told him, I was like, you're searching for that. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really think that's the thing. Um, I said, and I told him straight up, I was like, dude, I always fall. I always fall back to, and it's a, it, it is, it is a shame that I have to fall back to it. But I always fall back to Jesus Christ as my purpose. Knowing Him, serving Him. Can I say too, when you're serving Him, you're you're serving others in His name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where, like you're talking about, I think about this a lot, like growth is such a big word that people talk about right now it's such a like a hip thing you know like you should grow you should have growth personal growth and I think I like what Blake said is like if your why is within yourself what's the point so that like what you're saying is like your purpose is Jesus but in serving Jesus you're making sure that you stay in a constant state of growth as an individual, so you can show up best for all of these people that you have to show up for. Because that's what, that for you, that's what God's called you to, is this big, I mean, you reach, I would say you've reached millions of people. And it's important that you continue to grow for that reason. Yeah, I've I've even though... Even here recently, Blake taught a message this past Sunday on Resurrected about the, I don't know, the essential nature of just like knowing the Lord, like like taking notice of his absolute perfection, his magnificence, just knowing the Lord and like that as I, as i think about it that is the purpose and the other things like the 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 actionable things that can be seen 
the service aspect actually is just a byproduct of me of me knowing the Lord better. Um, but like I said, it's a shame that I always have to fall back to this because me as a foolish human over and over and over again in my life, I have abandoned that as my purpose in order to try to find purpose in some other achievement. And the reason I always fall back to my faith is because any other achievement, any other thing that I've ever tried to find purpose in, whether that was becoming a Navy SEAL, any race I've ever done, any amount of money I've ever made, they have every single one left me empty. And that's why you can have an individual who has been highly, highly successful, sit here in front of you and say, I just don't have any purpose, man. Like, I'm lost. It's like, well, look at all the stuff you've done. Like, I, I I literally, I know some of the most wealthy people on earth who... Are going, are, are going through phases where they, they don't know their purpose because everything they've ever strove to achieve have, has left them empty. So, it's freaking crazy to think well, about, that, man. I mean, that just goes back to that doing things for other people will get you a really far way. I mean, I'm sure if you asked any of those wealthy people that, you know, that was probably something they liked to do, but then at some point they had a, you know, they were doing it for other people or at least convincing themselves of that, and that got them a long ways. But then eventually you still get to a point and you say, okay, now I've done that. How much more money can I really make, and what does that matter? And and now what's the actual purpose? Because now I've achieved this and got the money, so now now what do I do? What And, and that's where you find the overarching purpose in Jesus. And, I mean, yeah, exactly. I was thinking through exactly what we talked about on Resurrected Sunday with this too, and so I think it all ties in perfectly. You, but baby, you remember that psalm we read the other night? Um, Brooke and I are going, doing our best <laughs> to go. <laughs> she printed out this plan that's like um, read the Bible in a year, mm-hmm. and that actually takes a lot of reading in the evening. Like you got to read a lot. Uh, to get that done. But we read a psalm the other night. I forget which one it was. And you remember the whole psalm was just written about creation. Just glorifying. It was glorifying yeah. God's creation. <laughs> and I, and Brooke asked me at the end of the psalm, she was like, why is that even in there? I, like, didn't, I didn't even understand. Like I, what's, Yeah, what's the reason for that? Uh, uh, yeah, I when we got done, I was like, what did we just read? Like I didn't get it. Yeah. And totally didn't get it. Yeah. And, and so that psalm was a representation of what Blake taught on Resurrected on Sunday. Well, I, Sorry. Go ahead. I'm curious. Like, I mean, people can obviously join Patreon and have access to the full conversation of what Blake said. But, like, I, I'm 
I wasn't on there. That's my own fault. But yeah, I mean the gist of it. That what you're asking, like yes, what, yeah. Please. So basically, what I talked about is I've just I had a like a you know I'm gonna call it a I guess the Holy Spirit revealed to me uh, just you know over the past probably month or so how much I was I was actually trying to do the things that were right. So if I'm like, all right, I'm having trouble loving people. Well, let me go see what the Bible says. How should I love people? And that's how I need to love them. If I'm having, you know, confidence issues, I need to go look up and see what is the Bible, you know, how does it say to do that? And, and all of these things that people struggle with. And I just realized that if you're having problems loving people, then you need to go read about how much Jesus loves you and you will love everybody else out of an abundance of that. If you're having confidence issues, go read what the Bible says about who you are and what he thinks about you and what he's what he, how much he cares about you. And out of that, you will have so much confidence in who you are, not in the things you do. And so all of the things that we know are right, we do them out of an abundance of knowing God. So like that Chad talked about that psalm y'all read and and you know he was like well it kind of makes sense that it was in there because it's just glorifying God and if we read that and we truly understand how much he loves us as his creation how much uh how perfect he is how he designed everything from the beginning to the end that he knows every hair on your head that he says you're more than a conqueror all of these things that he says about us and once we understand that then how can you not come in this podcast studio and say, holy smokes, Jesus has given us this audience of hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. He's given us the resource to be able to buy these things. The time, I mean, we had the time to sit down and do this. How can we not sit here and make this as perfect as we can? Because Not because it's right and that's what we should do, but how can we not do that because he's given us all of this stuff? And so when you understand on a deeper level who he is, it's not, sometimes it, it will still be hard, but more times than not, it's not hard to love people who are unlovable. It's not hard to see the good in those people. It's not hard to be confident in yourself and to work at everything as if you're serving the Lord because how could you not? And so that was kind of the gist of what we talked about, of, of knowing God closer produces the results of all the things that you want to do and you know you should do or you know you shouldn't do, it produces those results, but you're not actually having to try to figure out how do I love this person right? You know, does that make sense? It does. And and would you say that like those actions come out of gratitude? Is that like how you would say like, how can I not? Like he did all this and he's provided all this. Like, is that that gratitude? yeah. Yeah, you could, yeah, you could say that and like, yeah, I think that would be a, a good word to use. So for me, and I, this is definitely just me, like I think you're exactly right. I have a, like a stumbling, like I have an obstacle there. And like my obstacle, I, I also do counseling, and it's Christian counseling. And yesterday my therapist kind of pinned me, and she was like, you don't think that God's happy with you, do you? And I was like, I don't know. And and she's like, well, let's talk about it. And she kind of pried. And I don't. Like, and I think that that would prevent me from getting to the, the place that you're talking yeah. about. Because I struggle with 
all the things I don't do right. Yeah. And I don't feel worthy of his love a lot of times. And I just kind of feel like I'm in this constant rat race of vigilance of like, okay, well, have I, have I volunteered enough? Have I read my Bible enough? Have I prayed enough? Mm -hmm. What, what's the posture of my heart lately? Like how, and I constantly measure where I'm at in my relationship with Christ, like based on a, a bunch of things. And I, like when I heard you say that, I was like, well, dang, if I can't get through that and believe that Christ believes in this moment when I'm sitting in this chair while I'm falling short of all the things I should do, that he loves me, and that all the things you were saying are true, I could never get to that point. Yeah, I, I mean, mean it, it's it's something that, I mean, I so I said, you know, I, throughout the message, I, I just talked about that, and then I, I was talking about, you know, the last podcast, I think we talked about kind of some of those things being a litmus test. So right here, this is a, a litmus test for you. And you're saying, all right, these things are coming up in my life. And I see that. And so now I'm like, here I am. So what do I do about it? And you can't change those things through behavior. Like you could you could build a habit, but your heart is still the same. Right, Like exactly. you could build a habit of loving people and treating them away, but your heart is still the same. And so in... This is what I've done, and this is what I I find to be biblical, is that the Bible teaches us to pray, right? So we can't change those things about about ourselves, but God can change that and free us of ourselves. And so we pray for, uh, you know, for our basically heart of stone to be turned into a heart of flesh, and that we're able to see things through God's lens and through His eyes. And so when uh, when you see on the news there's been another murder. Uh, in Atlanta or another person raped or another kid killed or kidnapped. I mean, a lot of times I'm just like, uh, that's not good. Yeah, we're but, desensitized to that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, we're not seeing the the world through God's lens anymore. Our heart has become hardened because we're exposed to that so much. We're just like, well, there's another one. There's another one. And so we need to get to the point uh, that, that we – get more of a heart of flesh that the heart of stone is taken away and he says he'll give us his spirit and that he will cause us to keep his commandments and so there's where we see that when we receive his spirit and we truly appreciate him in the grandness then he causes us to keep his commandments it doesn't say uh, and then you will know how to do it and you will do it it's like he causes you to do it because you, the gratitude's a great word. You have so much gratitude for who he is. How can you not? You, you know, and so he causes us to keep his commandments. And then uh, there is also a part of that where you do want to look for opportunities and take those, and it's not the work that does anything for you. But I, I think, it, at least for me, it begins to align my desires with God's desires. So, you know, if we use the example of Chad with the homeless guy, and if you've listened to the podcast, you've heard that story and how, you know, um, the guy, he shared food with the guy but didn't share the gospel with him, thought about going back and didn't, and why he didn't. And But we look at those opportunities, and so we do that, and we pray, you know, that if this is what God wants us to do, we go do it, and then he shows up. So we pray for our heart to be changed. We pray for more faith. And when, when we go do those opportunities— and God shows up, what does that do for your faith? 
You know, if I, I I use the example on resurrected, if I show if I say, Hey, I'm gonna meet you at the podcast studio at two and I show up at two, then the next time I say that you probably think, Oh, I bet he'll be there at two. I don't really have any reason not to believe and you begin to build faith or trust in that and, and for me it's been the same with God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So reading, there's also scripture where God prays or tells Jesus, you know, I I believe, but help my unbelief. So we pray for our heart. We pray for faith. And then looking for those opportunities and give. How will you ever know how big God is unless you give him a chance to show up? Mm-hmm. I mean, so stepping out into, you know, the uncomfortable, as people like to call it. Um, so it's not the actual work of doing those things that changes anything, but it gives you the opportunity to allow God to show you who he is. It builds your faith in him. And then you begin to be able to see actually how big he is and how much he loves you and how he actually will show up and how his word is true and his promises are true. And then you're like, yeah, heck yeah, I, I want to do this I want because I know that he's here for me. And so, you know, I don't think that those are a reflection of your salvation. I don't want people to get confused with that and think, well, I, I'm not keeping his commandments like it says when he gives me a spirit, I will. Um we could you could talk for ten podcasts or more on salvation, but I'm I don't want people to think like, oh well, if I'm not doing that, I'm not saved. I can't judge your salvation. But that was kind of in a nutshell what we talked about on on resurrected. So that's good. Oh, we're going to get Blake a camera in the studio, man. He's going to talk that much. That was good. Though. He talks way more in this new studio than uh than he did in the old one. Um. <laughs> Chili, what what keeps you going during those times? Well, I had a question, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Do you think people in general, human nature, don't know their purpose or won't accept it? Wait. Can't can't find it or won't or won't accept it? Can you say it one more time? Do you think in general, human nature is because I hear a lot of people probably. Well, I don't. Have I really said that? I don't know. I, I think along those lines too at times. Oh, I can't find my purpose. I, I, or do you think you just don't won't accept it? Won't accept it. Well, that's my question. <laughs> obviously, it could go both ways. But you want to? If you're asking what I think, the majority. Every time I talk to somebody, they know what it is. You can get them to tell you what it is, huh. but they don't want to do it. That's mm. why they say they can't find it. They know what to do, but they go. Oh, but that ain't really what I want to do. I know what I want to do, and I keep trying to do it, but it's leaving me empty, so I can't find my purpose, even though mm. you can get them to always come back to what it is, but it's it just typically don't align with what they want to do, so they say they can't find their purpose, and I've been in that position before as well. And I think it goes right along with what most people, when they will accept what their purpose is, they still won't do it. And the reason is they don't want to. Their flesh don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to be the hands and feet, like like the whole expression. You know that that's what you're supposed to do, but you don't want to do it. You wait. You know, so many people, they say, you know, I'm waiting on, you know, I'm praying that God will show up, and I'm praying that, that something will happen and I'm, you know, this person needs help and I'm, you know, I'm praying for them and you have to be careful not to crap on 
people praying. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But doing that at the expense of being the hands and feet where you could meet the need, like, if, if, if we're called to do the work of God, we're, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're created in the image of God and we're also called to be his hands and feet. And I'm not saying we're God. That could easily be misconstrued from what I'm saying. But when God calls us to do that, he's basically saying, yeah, I will do it if you go and help him. It, it, like that, 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 that's what I'm telling you to do. Yeah. Like I've told you to do it. You're asking for them to be helped. Do you have the power? Do you have the ability to help them? Then yes. Then then you're the one not doing it. It ain't me failing. Mm-hmm. It's it's us failing. And so, I think most people. I guess you can't say all. They know what their purpose is. They can find it. They found it. They keep shoving it away because they don't want to do it. And then if you get another step where you go, all right, this is my purpose. You don't do it for the same reason. Because you'd rather not be inconvenienced. That's my thoughts on that. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I, I can definitely, I, I definitely think you're spot on with that. But I, I think there are also, there are also people who, who don't actually know their purpose by way of their own willful ignorance. Like they're, they're just, they're, they're, they're really, they're not really serious about asking and searching and trying to find the, the answers to the question that they are asking. They're almost not even asking it genuinely. But a lot of that, a lot of that goes to most people's, most people's willful ignorance is due to the fact that they are afraid if they do begin to ask, seek, and knock, that they're going to find answers that they don't want to hear. Well, willful, that are, willful ignorance pretty much implicates you in being responsible for what you don't know because it's willful ignorance. Yep, yep. So you're saying, I'm going to choose not to try to figure this out. Exactly. Well, what are you trying not to figure out? Whatever it is you're trying not to figure out is what you already know to be the answer that you're going to mm. try to pretend to ignore. Yep, yep. I don't think you can get around it. Yep. It's pretty much ingrained in humans. You know what? <laughs> you, people know, man. Yes. You can get them to tell you they know. It's not like God is this mysterious person that's keeping what he wants you to do from you. Because, again, if, if, you, if you are seeking him first, truly understanding who he is, like that's your goal. I want to understand who God is, his character, his nature. Then you then opportunities will just come up, and it's like, oh, I, I think this person needs help. I think if I told this person this, I think it would help them. If I spent time with this person, I think it would help them. It's all about helping people. That's what it is. You're that's looking that's for opportunities to help other people, and that's your purpose. Like if you see that, they're looking for this overarching purpose. Like my purpose is to they're be looking a for something to be something else. Yep, and your purpose might be today to tell the homeless man on the street about the gospel. Your purpose tomorrow might be to give, uh, you know, the the dude that doesn't need any money 20 bucks, but just say, hey, I, I feel like I needed to give this to you. That Your purpose might be to buy someone coffee in the line. It might be, you know, whatever. Like, it could be something different every day, and who you are 
in general will become out of that, out of like a culmination of all of that. It, they, they're looking at, should I be a mechanic? Should I be a podcaster? Should I be a roofer? You know, like, I mean, come on, man. Go do whatever job you can do and and love the love Jesus, and you will serve his mission because you love him. It's not they it, think we that, have it yeah. backwards. Yep. We have it back. I've had it backwards. And even up until re I things just I see things in a new light recently within the past few months. I see them in a new light. I read the Bible with kind of a different perspective. I see things with a different perspective and do things and it, nothing changed to just the Holy Spirit just revealed this to me, and the best I can do is try to explain it so that maybe other people can begin to think about it in that way and read. And and I, I hope, I, I want people to see what I'm seeing, and I do my best to explain it, but it makes a lot more sense to me. You think I'm out of line with what I'm saying? I'm off track? No, yeah. because their purpose could be, just like I said, one small thing. Right. Or it could be this huge thing. You might know this huge thing, but you don't want to do it because it's going to take too much work or, or whatever. So I, I think people confuse what purpose means. Well, they, they, they're, they're saying, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know the details of it. Yeah. That may be true. You know what the purpose is. I guarantee you that. I mean, everybody and they know knows. the first step. Yeah, oh. you you can know the first step to to almost anything. You can take the first step. Like for us, what do we do? We buy a fifty dollar USB podcast mic and, and huh. plug it into the computer we got. That was the first step. And then you know what we said? Well, we've bought two of these and neither one of them works. So the next step <laughs> is to buy a better one. And then we want to get some T-shirts because maybe people want to be a part. And so you know, you take the first one, and the next one will come up. And they might not be big, or they might be. That, oh, yeah. I, I think another thing though is all is also um, for a lot of people, it might not be. They might not accept the purpose that they know is meant for is 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 there. Maybe not because they're afraid of the work for some people. Maybe for some people it's because it doesn't allow room for their own preferences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking, and I like Blake kind of said a little bit of what I was thinking, was that purpose can change. And like I think people want this lifelong purpose that's like, but what what led what I was thinking about that it made me want to ask like do you guys like I would be curious what y'all like currently what you think y'all's purpose is well I don't think your purpose really changes I think it may look different how you feel it yeah yeah I mean yeah, I mean I probably everybody purpose has doesn't really change the same purpose I think you know we I said on resurrected and y'all might disagree with me and many on here might disagree with me but I don't think we were put on earth to help people. I don't think we were put on earth to share the gospel with people. I don't think we were put on earth for any of those things, but to have relationship with God. Why did he create Adam and Eve? And Chad brought up a good point where they're homeless that need to be ministered to when he created humans. <laughs> were there people that needed to hear the gospel? No, everything was perfect. There was no death. There was no sin. There was nothing. So that isn't why he created humans, but that is a need in today's world. So those are things we should do, but not why we were put on this earth and so our 
purpose for everybody who follows Jesus is to love the Lord your God. That's our purpose. And then out of that, you're going to share what you have with other people. And so uh, I think it could look different, but like the, the overarching purpose is the same, but how you carry it out could change day to day. Like I would say for me, it has changed it, you know, at, at first, it was just helping Chad get this thing up off the ground so that he could talk. He was good at it. He had stories to tell. He was changing people's lives. The Lord was through him. And now, I may, you know, I teach some on Resurrected. I'm a, do more on the podcast. So, I, you know, my, I guess my responsibility has increased. And so, I, I do think how you carry it out changes, like Chili said. But I don't know that it really ever changes um generally you know specifically yeah. i do so what foundationally if yeah. someone just point blank asked you blake like what is your purpose in this life what like how could you sum it up hey he just did he just did it would be love the lord your god yeah i like that but it doesn't give me direction why not <laughs> i mean how it's, do you use that statement to like, I think that's a foundation of just being a person, but like, like that, I don't know. It just, it's like, yes. But you, you begin, you, what can happen and unknowingly you can begin to seek your purpose over God. You see what I'm saying? Like, like you yeah. seek, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? And then once I find it, I'm going to serve God through that purpose. Yeah. But no, you love God, you serve God, and then the purpose just, it comes. It just, it happens. And so it's, um, yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't, you cannot seek the purpose first and then find God through your purpose. So that's, yours is the same, babe? If someone asked you what your purpose in life was, it would just be love the Lord your God? Well, I, I think that that, again, I think that if you asked me that question, I would rather come up with something different. But that goes back to what Chili was just saying, because if if I admit that that is my purpose, it doesn't leave room for my own preferences. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, that when your own preferences is the exact reason that people say they can't find it because they're caught up in what does it look like. People think people think what they actually do matters way more than it does. I mean, people think like, oh, I've lived thirty years as an elect working as an electrician, and I was supposed to be a a, a lawyer crap it, it don't freaking matter man that's your occupation that's not your purpose mm-hmm. your occupation is not your purpose has no. it really has nothing to do with it no it, it's 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 what you're doing while you're carrying out your purpose or living out your purpose you can't I, conflate the two i've always thought like when people talk about purpose my mind always naturally go, which i totally see what you're saying can i say like what the reason we were put on this earth is what you said. Like, I totally agree with that. But my mind, like when someone asks about purpose, it's like, what are my, what are my God given strengths? Like, how did God create me? What do I feel passionate about that? I feel like I do good with. And like, I kind of go there for my purpose. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. Yeah. I think that's what we're taught to do. Well, but, but, I feel limited by, I'm just being totally honest, y'all. I feel limited by if someone were to come up to me in a conversation and be like, Brooke, what's your purpose? 
my purpose is to love Lord your God, to love my God. And like, I just stopped there. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. You don't like it. No, I don't like it. I'm mm-hmm. like, that doesn't tell them about what, what, and maybe, and honestly, maybe it is selfish. I'm just telling you guys like what's in my head is like, well, no, like that is the foundation of my purpose, but there is a reason I was wonderfully made with certain gifts and certain things like those are relevant. Like God did that. So I could do the work he wanted me to do in my short time on this earth before I'm with him. But what he wants you to do is love him. That's all he wants is your relation. He doesn't, he doesn't want your work. He, he doesn't need your work because he can carry out his will. But you do that out of your love for him. So yeah. first, what he wants. Yeah, but I'm a very rational, rational, like, you tell me exactly. Like, it's hard for my brain if you say, love the Lord your God. That's your purpose. I'm like, well, I could just stay at home in my house and read my Bible and pray and meditate for the rest of my life no, and never no, interact you with. You wouldn't no, you if couldn't. you loved the Lord your God because you would be like, I've got, to, I got to get out and let this stuff out. Yeah, I can't just stay home. But the the I understand what you're saying. Oh, I do too. And because I've been there to where I'm, I'm like. Uh, I'm like, I, I just want to, let me read, you know, people would study scripture and, and be like, you know, even Chad and Chile, they'd talk about these things that you can't explain and you can't understand. And, and before I was like, why would you even, who cares? You can't, you're never going to figure it out. Just read and study what you can do better at. That was kind of my way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to read. I wanted to read the things that told me, this is how you do better. This is what you need to do. Yes. So, you know, um, Scripture will will show you how Jesus lived, and we hear all the time, we should live our life like Jesus did. And so what we think is, let me figure out how Jesus lived so that I can live my life more like Jesus. That's what we think. But that it's backwards. I've had it backwards for, for so long. You do that out of result of loving and knowing him. And, and so the things that you're saying, like, you know, I'll just stay home and love God, you, can, you couldn't. You couldn't do that. Yeah, I think I think why so many people struggle with the statement that you made, Blake, is because they've never actually tried that. I well, and you know what pops in my head too is people like I, I sound like a dang broken record, but I do struggle with faith being an ingrained part of me that I just like I have to work at it. It doesn't just happen. I don't just constantly think about Jesus. And maybe I'm failing somewhere. I don't know. Well, but well, you're still looking at, at that, work. That 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 is that well, is interesting I'm, in context of this conversation. But what I'm saying is, somebody, especially or somebody who is really new to faith, like what what you're saying, Blake, is like there has to be there has to be things have to happen inside of you naturally i don't i don't uh, you can't make it happen i mean no i think i mean if i look at myself my experiences and you know my walk with jesus it's been it's been just progressively getting closer to and to him and doing the things like i know the bible tells me to pray for more faith yeah. i know the bible tells me you know that he will put his spirit in me and calls me to carry out his commandments and i know and so i'll just make a conscious effort that i'm going to believe these things they don't make sense to me it doesn't 
I don't really get it, uh, but I know that I believe the Bible is truth, and so I'm just gonna I'm gonna do what it says until it just like I mean even just like the race I I said I just had to boil it down to I'm going to do what I know I need to do I'm gonna mm-hmm. eat when I know I need to drink or eat drink when I know <laughs> I need to drink and move at a pace that would be sustainable for the rest until I get the result that I want. And it's the same with God. Like, I I believed, I knew that would work. And I believe and know the same thing with the Bible that it'll work. And so I just do it until it works. And some sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's slow. But, and I can't say why God answers prayers in, you know, our earthly time that we're bound by. I don't know why some takes longer and some others and some seem to never get answered and some do, some are healed and some are not. I don't know. Um, but... I know that the Bible is true and that what it says. I, I mean, nope, you could not convince me otherwise. I believe it so much, and so I just. Do you think there's a chance that people could experience what you're saying differently with different measures of faith? Like saying somebody doesn't have a faith that is as strong or like yours, that they might, like it might not be, like they might, they might be more literal about it. Does that make sense? Like, I, well, I feel like I need to process this well, and bring I, it back I actually, I actually like that question or, or something in the vein of that question because I've considered the same thing as well. It, it seems pretty evident anecdotally that people have different measures of faith. Yes. Some have a lot, some have a little. But it also, you know, and I've wondered too how that changes things, how that makes things different. But what is unique is the Bible does address that when it talks about faith as small as a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. And basically, yes, if you actually broke it down, maybe you have that much faith and this person has a lot, but it's really not all that different. But is there a chance that the person with the faith small as a mustard seed is still capable of the impact and the salvation of the person with a huge faith, but that they have their walk is different? that they have to, it's a little bit more laborious and they have to do a little more legwork and they have to seek out different answers. And like, it's like, it's like a maintaining of their faith. There isn't this moment where they realize, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, if you guys haven't picked this up, even just recently we were reading um, Rabbit Trail, but it has to do with what we're talking about. When we were reading Genesis about how when God picked up the piece of earth and turned it into Adam, and I turned to Chad and I was like, what, do you have a picture in your mind of what our creator looks like in that moment? Like when you read that scripture, do you have like a, like something in your head of what this being that reached down and picked up and created a person looks like? And he was like, no. I was like, what do you mean? No. Like I, my personality and how I'm wired and it might be my small faith. I struggle with that. Like I need, I, I could benefit, I feel like I could benefit from being able to envision what our creator looks like. Well, just you, from you, me. I mean, you, you, can, you can know that if you, whatever you conjured in your head would be wrong. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but just have something to fall back on. But my point in this, going back to what we were saying is like, Chad's fine without that image. And like the way I'm wired or my lack of faith is like, that's, that, that hurts me a little bit. Like it's something I have to move through and like 
something that kind of makes me pause. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I think the first part of your question is talking about difference in in amounts of faith and do some have to work more than others? And I would, I mean, I don't know, I have any scripture, but I would say yes, because we're all, like, we're all broken, right, people. Some of us more than others. Some of us were caused to be terribly broken by the way we were raised, by our childhood or whatever, and that, that puts us behind what some other people were who maybe have been raised by generational strong Christian families. And some of them may be even farther behind than the broken person but not realize it. So mm-hmm. it doesn't, you know, we're, we're all different. And so, yes, I would say that some people it's harder for than others. And, you know, not having that image in our mind um, could also come from that because, it, you know, depending on the models that you had growing up, like we know about God's character through the Bible and so I think it's natural to kind of, you know, paint that picture in your mind off of, um, you know, you're not putting like, you know, if you had a really good dad and he kind of modeled what um, what God is, like, you know, he had the characteristics, some of them of God that you read about, and, you know, maybe that something like that is in your mind. You're not putting him on that level, but that kind of gives you the idea of what it looks like to be true to your word, to, you know, just all, all of the characteristics of God, um, you well, know, you kind of personify that through somebody. But And then also some people are visual and some aren't. Yeah. So it doesn't bother Chad probably because his brain doesn't work like that. Well, how much? How, how long have we been going? An hour and 30 minutes. Okay, yeah. More about you, that, you, YouTube, if y'all got questions, get ready to send them up because I, I think— He's over it. I, no, I, I think we've drifted away from, from the a, a, original— That's my bad. No, from from the original thing that was was brought up, and to me, the answer in context of this conversation to the question you asked is, what if the person with the faith of a mustard seed versus the person whose faith is the size of a boulder? What if both of them cast aside all of the other things and prioritized knowing and loving the Lord God? Well, one might be a choice and one might be something they feel deeply in their heart. Well, for, for for neither, that's the thing. It's a choice. I mean, it's a choice for both of them. But I could say that, I mean, I think we see it, that some people it's harder for them. to Like they have to make a more conscious effort to do that every day. Yeah, but, but, the, but, but the endeavor is the same for both. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and in my mind, this, this also, there's no conflict here with the other part of the conversation that we had a week ago about discipleship because... That in that sole endeavor to know and love the Lord God is going to bring about the aspect of discipleship that we talked about last week, which is that which is costly. So they, they go hand in hand. Yeah. But to me, the ultimate point is no matter who it's harder for, 
no matter no matter who thinks it takes more effort it, it's 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 every everybody no matter where you're at casting aside your efforts and focusing your attention on knowing and loving God can I say something too I just kind of started feeling really like ugh like kind of self-conscious because I realize I often do kind of take the podcast down these roads of like well my faith is struggling can we talk about this but like full transparency and I'll probably feel really icky vulnerable later for saying this but like a lot of times on the podcast like when Blake shares about what he shared about today like about his purpose about loving God being the foundation and everything else is just a result of that and I feel I I think I continue to bring these things up because I'm in a season where like I'm really fighting that I want that you know what I mean that like like I see I understand what he's saying and I'm like why isn't this happening for me like why isn't it becoming a second nature thing why isn't it becoming I want to do these things because I know who God is and and so I think I do kind of weirdly like I feel like I hijacked this podcast like we were on purpose and then I got focused on what Blake was saying but just yeah just I don't think I'm sorry but I just wanted to acknowledge that <laughs> I think I my insecurities are what's causing me to pull us into these conversations a lot well there's nothing wrong with that it's probably what we should be talking about it's probably the purpose of this conversation <laughs> then <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's that, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you 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 know the the diff, that that's the great thing is is um. I, you know, although you biscuit, you give me a headache a lot of times because mm. you force me to I give myself a headache. Well, you 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 force me to basically have an answer for the things that I'm saying. You know what I mean? Which is a good thing. Yeah. It's well, a good I, thing, but it gives me a freaking headache. I want to understand well, boo-hoo, that's yeah. a good thing. But, yeah. Because I don't, there's so many things that like I want out of my faith that I see in you guys. And then I'm like, man, I want that. Like that's, that's what I want my faith to look like. And then I start down the whole of the toxic thing of comparison. And then I start feeling like I'm failing and it's just a, and then I start justifying. You guys probably heard that on this podcast. And it's so, just so it's, would, so would you would you make it would you be willing to make it your endeavor to simply know and love God? Yeah. You don't have to answer that right now. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah, but I don't like. First of all, that made me emotional when you asked me that. Second, I didn't mean to make you emotional, boo-boo. I just don't know if I know what that means. You know? Yeah. And I'm just frustrated. And I just... I just feel like I'm failing. But... Dang it. (laughs) This is so embarrassing. (laughs) You better not have the camera on me. All right, well, uh, well, it's on chat. Clicking that pen. You, you, uh. you know, I, I, I get what you're saying. I don't, I don't know what that means, but, 
um, thankfully, thankfully, God wrote us a love letter, and we have it. Um, so for, for me, for me, that's a big part of it. Well, and I don't know what that means either, really. I mean, you know, I don't know what anything means. I say that a lot. And, and I, I mean, I, I think I probably connect and, and struggle with the same things that you do, Brooke, a lot more than you would even think. Uh, and I don't say that to make you feel better. I say that because it's true. I mean, I often look at, I mean, I, I, I'll look at Blake the exact same way you do and go, man, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I have what he has. Like, and it's not really a comparison thing. It's just. I can look and see. I'm like, man, you know, you don't know anybody's heart, but I can see what Blake produces. Yeah. I can see. It's not just look at, no, it's like he, I don't have to look at his heart. I see what his life looks like. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't really, I don't think I got that, you know, I hear what he says and how he thinks and I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I ain't quite got that either. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I want it in a deeper way as well. And um, I don't think you should, anybody, you, me, or, or anybody in the same position should, should sit back and go, well, I want it. I'm seeking, like we always say, ask, seek, knock. So, so that's good, you know. I'm, I can feel good about myself because I'm doing that. No, I mean, you're doing it for a reason, it's, it's trying to get somewhere. It's trying to produce something. So you can't stop that or just rest on all that. That feels good. Right. But that is, to a point, all you can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. And I think, and I think you know, you can, you can trick yourself into stopping that process by saying, well, now that is all I can do. You know, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. This, you know, and I think that's a, a, a pitfall. And I think another pitfall is getting to the point where you're just fed up with fed up with it. You know, you say, man, I'm trying so hard. I really do desire this and it's not getting me to where I want to get to. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to quit. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, I think there is something in the, uh, the seeking until the end with no finish line in sight. Yeah. No light at the end of the tunnel. I think there's something to that. I'm not saying that in and of itself saves you, but I'm saying I think there's something to that. Yeah, I think through seeking, not seeking that finish line, but you yeah. know, doing doing the things that I mean, because Blake's not done. No, we I mean, look I, at him as if you know he's like look, he's got this faith we don't have. Well, he's not done. Yeah, I mean, he's nowhere near done. You think Blake's perfect, or you think he's ever going to be done, or <laughs> or he doesn't need to grow in faith? I mean, that's. Yeah. You know, that's where you fall in love with Jesus is when you give him the opportunity to show up for you. You know, like you go for some people. I said this on Resurrected. For some people out there, it might be something as small as saying "God bless you" to somebody <laughs> at the like that might really make some people uncomfortable, or or Jesus bless you, or or something like that might be that they might be like. Oh, as long dang. as it's not after a sneeze. Yeah, <laughs> they might say, "Oh, I just said Jesus' name in public, and somebody heard it." <laughs> and they might get real uncomfortable for that. And some people, it might be uh, Paul Wilder challenged me this a long time ago, and I try to make it a point to always do it. 
and somebody says, hey, I've got this going on, y'all be praying for me. And I'll say, well, let's just pray right now. And the first times I did that, I was uncomfortable. I was you better like, not, <laughs> you better not be around Paul Wilder if you don't want to be challenged like that. Yeah. Because he'll make you. Yeah. He's solid as a rock, man. Yeah. You know, it. y'all might look at me and say whatever. I look at Paul and I say, dang. Yeah. He... <laughs> Paul knows the word. He loves Jesus, and I can call him. I talked to him last night for an hour about something, and he had, I mean, just always solid. But yes. anyways, he shared that with me. I hope and, it uh, wasn't about me. Huh? I hope it wasn't about no, me. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. It, um, but So he's challenged me to that before, and it was uncomfortable for me. But I thought, you know what? That's, that's biblical because how many times have you said, all right, yeah, I'll pray for you, and then do you do it? A lot of times you don't. A lot of times you might. Maybe you're a person who does. But how much more um, does it mean, not that your prayer's any better, but how much more does it mean to that person that they know, wow, they actually care about me. Yeah. And, you know, they're probably going to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, I'd mean, be so uncomfortable <laughs> if you did that to me. Paul said people have told him before, like, oh, well, you mean right now? <laughs> you know? And so it'll make them, but that's okay. So through those moments, what I'm getting at is through those moments that you um, do those things, and you give God an opportunity to pull through and prove himself to you, not that he has to, but he will, then you start to fall in love with, with him. I mean, you think if you don't spend any time with him and give him an opportunity, then how do you how do you ever really fall in love with him? I mean, look at our earthly relationships. You know, if you don't ever give yeah. Chad an opportunity to do anything for you, I mean, he should take the opportunity. But if you don't ever give him the opportunity or spend time together, go on a walk, Y'all don't never walk again together. Your love would just <laughs> go down because that's what y'all like to do together. You yeah. know, like go out, spend time walking, hiking. We are perpetual walkers. rolling around with the goats. So, yeah, yeah, it's a it's an essential part of of building of building relationship is time together. But we worship other things. We have our we have other idols. We worship our health. We worship our finances. We worship worship ourselves. Yep. yep. Yep, I made a post about that on Instagram today that probably made a lot of people extremely upset. But um, that's okay. I'm used to critics. I'm not going to get on the topic of critics right now. Uh, the last thing I'll say, and then we'll take any questions from YouTube if you have anything worth asking YouTube, is uh, when, I, when I see people who are in a place where they think they have it all figured out and they have it right and everybody else has it absolutely wrong, that is a red flag to me that that person is in a very dangerous position. Yeah. So, yeah. If you're that person, I've been that person many times, thought, I have got it now, buddy, this is it. I mean, <laughs> this is it. I've got it figured out. Boy, I'll tell you what. I get wrecked every single time that happens. That's thankfully. pride, right? Pride goes yeah, before yeah, the fall. Yeah, for sure. So anything from YouTube. YouTube, anything. Anything at all, YouTube. Uh, yes, yes, I have. Uh, you can't see in the other side of the studio here. I have 500 hoodies stacked in boxes that Chili will not sell you. Okay? <laughs> what? There are 500 hoodies right here that Chili won't sell you. So talk to him about that. Is that true? 
Well, where would you like for me to 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 put them? Oh, yeah. that's the issue. Yeah, there's there's other problems that Chad would like to ignore and he would like to just make happen, but you know, we are making it happen. It just doesn't happen quite on the timeline that he would like. It's getting cold and people <laughs> need hoodies and chili is letting folks stay cold. So look, if you've been wanting a long sleeve option, if you've been wanting a hoodie, if you've been wanting to say, stay warm in the winter months, <laughs> we've got you covered. Just not yet. <laughs> it's going to be a few uh, week or two. Something like that. Just not. <laughs> just not yet. Um, most of them on here are just based around fate, but there's a few. One, one uh, rock. He said, "Any advice for new Christians?" I think we gave a lot of good advice here <laughs> yeah. for new and old Christians. So, uh, I'd just say, Rock, love the Lord your God. That's what a new Christian should do, and an old Christian should do. And there may be some practical things, but just start there. Um. How does it make you feel? We'll let Chili answer this. When people say they're praying for you, truly. Um, <laughs> that's an interesting question. How does it make me feel? Well, I don't think when people say things to me, it makes me feel any type of way. And it, even if it did, I wouldn't care regardless. That's my answer. <laughs> uh, how does it make me feel? Um, you don't do feelings. So. I don't know what they are. <laughs> what do you recommend, Brandon Poulton? What do you recommend for spiritual dry spells? Mm. That's kind of relevant to everything we talked about today. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's Brooke's answer. So, what was his name? No, that's not an answer to the question. <laughs> Brandon Poulton. You're welcome, Brandon. <laughs> no, that's, um, that's not next? the answer. Boo, you need to answer. That's a good question. Nope. <laughs> Here's, already did, here's Brandon. One, this would take a wild answer, but you can give your thoughts. How do you explain a lifetime of suffrage for some who do believe? Why? Oh, mm. a lifetime. I mean, are you are you that almost do you implies understand who you do you understand who you chose to believe in? But why do some people who believe in Christ have an easy walk, and others is just freaking get? Well, first of all, suffrage is the right to vote. <laughs> I mean, did it say suffrage? Yeah. Well, that's the right to vote, so... That's irrelevant. We know what they mean. Well, no, it's relevant. I mean, come on, man. Suffrage is the right to vote. Look. So if you mean suffering... Chili, this guy right here leading the podcast can't spell cat on a good day. Wow. So let's not He's got a gig lot going people on. for their spelling. Uh, all right, well... <laughs> We'll move on to the next one. Wow, really, we didn't nobody's answer. Really answer. Iron Rye. Chad can answer this one. What wow. kind of goats do you own? Just wondering with this hand. Huh. <laughs> Nigerian dwarf goats. Yeah. Okay. What about yeah. Super Chats? Yeah, buddy? I was going to hit them. Did nobody I... ask you about my battle axe? No. Most of the time when you held it up, he turned the camera off of you. Somebody <laughs> said that Chili looks like Kid Rock, and I was like, holy crap, he does. Somebody, uh, so, <laughs> somebody, I think Rick, somebody commented on the, the, the episode we did, the first one we did in the new studio. Somebody said, where is Chili going to lounge around like a sloth at during <laughs> the podcast now? And then somebody said, yeah, Chili ain't going to come in there and sit in one of those chairs. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm lounging. <laughs> These things rock back. Hugo Stiglitz. He said, <laughs> no uh, way. He said, bring your merch. Uh, your merch is too spendy. The price, 
bring the prices down a little, and I'm <laughs> sure that will bump me. up your sales. I'm about to raise the price, Hugo. <laughs> you you stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Mr. Stiglitz. Y'all We're know, raising the price, if anything, Bubba. Hold on. Hugo Stiglitz was a character <laughs> on uh, Inglorious Bastards. Was, was that he? a movie? Yeah. I ain't seen yeah. that Hugo movie, Stiglitz. Wasn't he the one with the big club? That it may would, have been. That would beat people in the it, head? It may have been. Yeah, oh. we got some super chats here. I'm just going oh. name and amount. Right. And if there's a noteworthy message, All I'll right. tell you. We have Robert Trilloff, $10. Uh, Thank you, Robert. Thank you. So I don't know if it's because we grew up with the word or we have listened to it, but have never took the time to read or absorb the Bible, and this is where we are lost, myself included. Mm. Yep. Prophet Bear gave seven hundred us uh, gave seventy seven dollars oh, seventy seven cents. Lord. Prophet Prophet Bear, thank you, good sir. Yep, he quite, that's a good number. Referenced uh, Mark twelve thirty and thirty one. Dean gave two dollars. Said this is getting, put the Great Commission on there. Thank you, Dean. Manfred Kampf, y'all know he's in here oh, yeah. all the time. Gave uh, twenty Canadian dollars. Manfred, thank you for that Canadian gold, brother. He said this twenty bucks prevents me from making. Poor food choice at fast food chain. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Come on, Manford. Um, That's Artie great. Rowe gave five dollars. Thank uh, you, Artie. Second Thank Timothy two fifteen. Random American. He gave twenty. He said this isn't an official collection plate, but I feel the need to help all three of seven projects spread his word. I appreciate that, Random American. Travis Van S gave nine ninety nine. Uh, said, Thank "Wow, you, the Holy Spirit knew I needed this discussion today." Little trucker kennels, you know, he got oh, the yeah. miniature, um, what is it? Uh, pinchers. Uh, pinchers no. or yeah, something? Doberman yeah, Doberman pinchers. Chili needs one of them to go with his Ten outfit. Ten bucks from Little Trucker Kennels. Thank you, Little Trucker. Travis Van Ness, he's always coming in again, <laughs> so he come back at 20 bucks. Hey, uh, Travis, thank you, bro. He said he's got the same problem during deer season. It just it takes it's a bad. toll. It's bad. He was talking about them knee raises. Yeah. That, that, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I like to hunt out of a climbing stand. Yeah. Last one is Chris Hall, 999, said this is the best channel on YouTube. I wear the hat every day for my workouts and go beast mode chris that means a lot to us brother. we've that been telling you it's the premiere podcast on yeah. on the youtube y'all just gonna have to believe it and i i'm gonna film probably an episode for y'all on our other channel chad right 278 uh tomorrow where i'm gonna take you guys out on some hunt on a hunt and also i'm gonna tell y'all a hunting story mm. on that episode that's mm. gonna come out I'll film it tomorrow. It probably won't come out until Saturday and Sunday or, or, or Sunday. And you can go over and check that out. But And uh, we will put the a link to the race in the show notes. Yeah, we I, can put a link. We hope to see y'all at the race in February. No crap, man. That's a good, fun day. for If you're not if you're not big into running, it's still an awesome day that you can come out, do some hiking, spend time encouraging people. Uh, it's a good way for us to get to meet you guys and, you know, See who you actually are. That's it's a it's a fun day. So come out there and do that. Um, and other than that, thank you guys for tuning in and for uh, supporting Three of Seven Project. And not only you guys that you know contribute here through this super chat, but all you guys who have purchased a hat or a t-shirt and um, you're out there wearing the gear. That means a lot to us. Another thing that I never thought would have been possible. And uh, thank you guys that, that just simply listen and share the show with people and, and take something away from these conversations that we sit down and have. Uh, means a lot to us. Uh, yeah, we love you guys. We'll catch you next time.
Enough said. <laughs>